It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah Health. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. Today's match is in the books and we're breaking it down. This is your RSL post-match show on the RSL Radio Network. I wish the vibes matched the intro music a bit more. RSL falling out of the Open Cup 3-1 to one on the road against Houston Dynamo. A tough extra time for Real Salt Lake. 1-1 going into extra time. A great header from Anderson Julio uh, just a few minutes after coming off the bench. Kerskia in the 105th puts uh, Houston up. And then Caicedo in the 120th plus 5 seals it. Uh, Brian Vera absolutely lost his mind. Uh, was shown a second yellow, which obviously is a red, and then uh, we had the most pointless review of all time, so they could change that to a straight red card, even though he's already off the field. Um, and that's something you can do retroactively, but, you know. Whatever. Whatever. <laughs> um, Wasn't impressed with the ref all night. No, me, no. It, very uh, very reactive emotionally it felt there were so many cards in this game and it didn't feel necessary um that's not to say that brian barrett didn't deserve a red card he absolutely did but the number of yellows in this game the the absurd calls doesn't really change the result i don't think but officiating tonight questionable uh at best but rsl they just i don't think they had the legs in them for the that heat in houston and and extra time. I I don't think that they, I don't think any team is really prepared for for that. No, not at all. Um, but it's the same for both teams. Obviously, you know, Houston being down there, they kind of made, used to it a little bit more. But it's exhausting either way. Um, I just, you know, it's two games in the bounce, Lauren, where RSL haven't really been at the races. Um, we had a little. Bright spot when Anderson Julio Julio came on, you know, kind of stretched the field a little bit. Obviously, got in behind a couple of times, gets the goal, and you think, okay, RSL can go on and and uh, maybe uh, perform a little bit better. Uh, and they did for uh, for a little bit for a little period, but honestly, Houston deserve winners tonight. Yeah, you know, from from minute one they were on it, and. Um, yeah, RSL will be really disappointed in themselves because it was, again, a huge opportunity to host the U.S. Open Cup final. Um, silverware was on the line and obviously a, a place in uh, in the Champions League uh, for next season, which which is all, what we all want at America First Field. You know, some of the, my best games covering RSL have when, they, when they've been in the Champions League. And obviously we've got a bit of a taste of it for it. 
with the League's Cup and, and hosting um, Club Lyon and, and having uh, Monterey in town. Um, you know, the excitement was there and, and it was a massive, massive opportunity for RSL. Um, you know, put put aside the the fact that Messi would be coming to town. That's that's not the be and all, end all for me. Would have been cool to see him 100%. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that there was silverware on the line, the fact that there is Champions League, potential Champions League football, and we've still got it all to play for in the league. Um, you know, they've got to lick their wounds. They've got to figure it out, though, because... Again, LAFC, very, very good. Deserved the win, um, the the thumping that they gave us a couple of weeks ago. But tonight, again, two two performances on the bounce, on the road, where RSL have been pretty darn strong all season long. And uh, we're, you know, for long stretches, played off the park. Yeah, it, a really good uh, home performance from Houston. We didn't quite know what to expect with them after a really good home win against um, Portland yeah. on Sunday. A, a team that has looked good and they came out fighting tonight. I, I think Corey Barrett, every time he plays against RSL, has a little bit of an extra motivation as you would against your former team. Mm-hmm. Um, 30 shots for Houston tonight. Yeah. At the end of regulation, it was 21. Uh, t- nine total for them in uh, extra time, but 21 at the end of regulation the extra nine 30 total 10 on target 67 percent possession for houston um look just... at how many passes they attempted <laughs> 776 <laughs> passes rsl 371 and that tells the story a little bit it's you know stats aren't the be all and end all of of they don't tell the whole picture you you rule them out at your peril um you know there's there's a reason for them um but rsl continuously played themselves into into trouble, trying to be brave and playing out from the back. Obviously, the third goal comes from uh, Brian Ojeda, probably fatigue there, and mm. obviously, you know, down to 10 men and RSL trying to stretch the field and, and trying to get the ball forward. But again, just, just playing ourselves into trouble. And uh, it's something that could be ironed out. Absolutely, it's fixable, 100%. I'm trying to look for positives. You know, the things that have gone wrong tonight, we can certainly fix them. But very disappointing uh, couple of weeks for RSL, not being able to get through to a uh, uh, further in the League's Cup and then obviously missing out on an opportunity for silverware uh, and hosting a final uh, against Inter Miami. Post-game press conference has uh, started, but it's just Trey right now. Oh, I'd listen to Trey all day I, long. I would listen to Trey as well. Because if there's anybody that can put a positive spin yeah. on, on, on this, Trey, Trey's your man. I always say in in terms of positivity about Real Salt Lake and optimism, it's Trey and then me, probably. And then 100,000 people and then me. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's why we do this together, because we keep each other checked a little bit. Um, so uh, hopefully we have Pablo soon. I don't know if we'll have any players given... Uh, given the result and how late it is now. Um, but I'm very much looking forward to hearing from uh, Pablo Mastroeni about this one. Just a disappointing few games for RSL. It was a great win against Lyon, but you go back to the loss to Monterey, the way that those goals were given up, the loss to LAFC, the way that those goals were given up, and tonight as well. Defensively, it's just not been as sound as we've come to uh, enjoy from Real Salt Lake over the summer. Yeah, and, and I think maybe a little bit, and, and you've got to give credit where it's due, the way that they have 
chopped and changed their squad um, at starting eleven has been phenomenal from from Real. So like the, the coaching staff has done such a good job, but that will eventually catch up with you. And when you think about it, the amount of games all these teams have played, to be fair, everybody's in the same boat. Um, that there are the peaks and troughs of a season. There are going to be lows, and it just feels like RSL are going through a, a little bit uh, of a low at this moment in time. We're hearing that Pablo will be up in a couple minutes, so we'll we'll hang tight for now. Um, RSL plays Houston again on Saturday at home. Yes. Coming back to Utah for the weekend. <laughs> We're kind of joking about it, but I'm Brian Vera there at the end, uh, just absolutely losing his mind on, yeah. on Bossy. I'd love to know what words were said. I, I Clearly Vera was fired I've, up. I've got a guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know. Probably something about his mother. I don't know. <laughs> um, so, I, I I think this this game on Saturday just got so much more interesting. I I yes. think if this is just a loss in extra time, whatever, it's okay. Well, but, it wasn't it wasn't a particularly chippy game. No, you mentioned it wasn't, that but, during the game. But, but at but the end there, right there, yeah, it it really started to get chippy. I'm I'm very curious now. I'm very excited because I think that Saturday's game just got a whole lot more interesting. A little bit of a grudge match for RSL at home where they haven't been great. Houston has been abysmal on the road this season. I believe it's 1-8-3 and three so far. So it's going to be nil-nil, is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is, that is exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. Um, also very interested to see this squad rotation. When I saw the lineup for tonight's match, I was a little bit surprised with some of it, as we talked about in pregame. Mm-hmm. Brian Vera getting the red card, I don't really think changes that plan, in my opinion. Um but I, obviously I wouldn't know. I'm not Pablo, but I would have assumed that because Brian was starting tonight that Marcelo would be mm-hmm. would have been starting on Saturday regardless. Um, yeah, it's – I just am like, let's get to Saturday now because I want to see this this rematch. Yeah, absolutely. And obviously RSL got the, the league to, to look forward to. Uh, an opportunity to, to move um, on to uh, 40 points. Um, which would be massive uh, at this stage of the season. Um, after then, what would it be? Nine games to go. Um, obviously, you, you want to get to that fifty-point mark. Um, RSL been going really, really well in the league, and that's that's the most important thing. That's your sole focus now. Um, you're out of League's yeah. Cup. You're out of the US Open Cup. Um, you're looking to to get in and and maybe uh, sneak a Western Conference Championship. That would be fantastic. Um, obviously, I, I think that uh, Cincinnati are just absolutely flying, even though they, they go out tonight on penalties against Inter Miami in the U.S. Open Cup. But they've been absolutely phenomenal in in the league. Um, so maybe a supporter shield's out of the question. But when you're looking at um, uh, being in the playoffs, getting some home field advantage, fingers crossed, and uh, you know, seeing what you can do and, and go as far as you can, uh, again, you know, I mentioned it in pregame. We've, we've talked about RSL scraping into the playoffs, looking for favours when it comes to uh, decision day. They've got it more often than not. Uh, but to, to be further up and playing some good football, hopefully the team can adjust to not having Paulo Ruiz. Um, but at the same time, it's an opportunity for Jasper Loffelson. It's an opportunity for Nelson Palacio to step in and play alongside um, Brian Ojeda and uh, and really stamp their authority. And, and you know, whether we change formations in the off season, I don't know. 
um, certainly have the players for it, particularly the depth in, in the center of the park. We didn't really talk about it. Um, have, we haven't had a chance to talk about it. In halftime, we mentioned that we assumed Zach McMath would receive a substitution because uh, he hit his head yeah. very hard, the back well, of his head. Pretty much like the, the same the, injury, the same yeah. concussion that he received, uh, what, a, couple, a month or Gets so Minnesota? ago? Minnesota? Yeah, something um, Didn't sub out. And honestly, played very well. I yeah. Again, very curious to see what happens over the next mm-hmm. couple of days with him because we have seen that before with um, with him, with Andrew Brody continuing to play on and then the next day going into concussion protocols and not playing the next game, um, missing a few. I was very surprised by that given that he had already had a concussion this season. But a solid performance from Zach, mm-hmm. I think, overall, um, especially after the potential head injury for him. Yeah, I, I was impressed with him. I thought he did a, a really good job, uh, made some really good stops. His handling was excellent, uh, which is what you want, um, particularly when the the shots are coming in from range. You don't want to spill that out to any on rushing forwards. I thought he was solid in between the sticks. Um, I'm interested to see what happens with Amika Anelli. I know that uh, he was cramping up during the game, so and I, I don't know the status update because Bodhi Hidalgo started on the bench, then was uh, taken off the bench. I'm not sure what was uh, up there. Uh, we haven't got an update on that. Um, obviously, you know the potential for him to to go in there, or does Brian Oviedo come in and, and Andrew Brody switch to the right? So some some questions um, just to try and sh- um, shuffle and and uh, freshen things up, even though they've had two weeks off. It was a very rusty performance from RSL. Yeah, tough uh, environment to come back to after those two weeks and uh, and try to shake that rust off. Uh, again, Houston looking very good over these last few matches. It's There's a few results in there, um, particularly in League's Cup, that were not great from them. But overall, um, a, a team that I think is kind of flying under the radar right now in Major League Soccer. When you look across the league, it's easy when you have... Uh, Cincinnati playing so well, and Inter Miami with Messi. You have LAFC who sc- who beat Colorado four to zero tonight. Uh, Carlos Vela's back, of course, had a goal. Um, it's easy to kind of lose track of these other teams that are playing pretty good soccer at the moment and and staying out of the spotlight. Houston Miami, I think, will be a very <laughs> interesting matchup. Um, Defensively, I think Miami's very questionable, um, but obviously you've got Busquets and Alba and Messi. So I think I do think that will be a fun final. I think it would have been fun final for any team against uh, Inter Miami there, but unfortunate that it isn't RSL. We are still waiting for head coach Pablo Mastroeni. It sounds like he is oh, right there. Actually, we have Pablo in Houston. We'll toss it over. Yeah, for sure. Um, I imagine that was quite a, a battle, Pablo. I'm curious just kind of what, what the emotions are like after a match like that. Yeah, I mean, it was a tough match. Um, and and obviously, uh, you know, we knew coming here against this group, it was going to be a tough match. Um, I'm really proud of the way the guys fought to get back in the game. But I think, you know, on the night, we just weren't good enough with the ball. And we found ourselves in... in in cycles, that's that's tough to sustain. You know, I think our our transition to attack uh, and and help us come out of of that block and and, and really um, dictate the game with the ball just just wasn't there tonight. Um, 
you know, credit to Houston. You know, they're 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 a very good team at home. Um, but but the guys gave everything, and uh, you know, it was a tough goal to take in in, in the overtime. And um, but, but again, you know, five of these these you know five of these games being away from home was never going to be an easy task. Um, but just really proud of the effort, and and obviously we got to clean some things up, and we got a big game this weekend. Uh, this was your guys' first match in in two weeks. Um, what what was it like preparing uh, for this game after kind of being on such a long break? Yeah, I think it was tough, right? I, I think you know, um, it, it's it's tough to be training for whatever it was seventeen days um, w- without a game, and and I think you know the sharpness of Houston tonight. I, I think was evident, and I think the the game that they played at the weekend definitely helped them. Um, but but again, I think for us. Um, it's, 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 it's been, it's been tough trying, you know, catching up to the speed, you know, go, training is one thing and then coming to Houston and playing in a, in a big match, uh, was always going to be tough, but, you know, I, I just don't think we, you know, we, we executed as well as we would have liked to. Um, and, but, but again, I think the, 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 the coming from behind, uh, I think, is is a great great sign of the group, and 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 you know, they they endured uh, a great deal of of pressure, um, but you know, Ando came in and, and and really did a good job. So, um, yeah. And then lastly, this was this was your guys' first game with that Ruiz in the midfield. Um, I'm curious, kind of what you thought or what you saw from the guys in the midfield, and then kind of what you're going to have to replace uh, without Pablo there. Yeah, I think it was a, a huge miss for us. Obviously, um, Pablo has been instrumental in our build, in our progression up the field. And this year, he's he's tallied quite a few assists and goals. And, and so when you miss a player of that caliber, it's it's a big ask to, you know, to ask other players to join in. So we got to quickly, you know, assess the, the, the best way forward. Because again, I think we, we, we lost the battle of midfield today. And, 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 and again, I think the 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 calm that Pablo brings to our group with the ball would have allowed us a bit more respite uh, throughout this game. But I, I just don't think we were clean enough with the ball. Um, and and that has a lot to do with the absence of Pablo. So we got to quickly figure out how this, how we're going to, you know, how we're going to make up for, for that void. Um, but, you know, whether it's, you know, change of shape, uh, you know, change of personnel. Um, but, but obviously it's, it's hard to replace a player of Pablo's caliber. Thanks. John Walker, go ahead. Yeah, Pablo, you, you touched on this a little bit, but I just wanted to follow up a little on uh, Anderson Julio and kind of the change that he brought to the overall dynamic of the team. Obviously, you like to to talk about how goals goals change game and that games, and that's the most important thing. But it just felt like the team was maybe in uh, they they took maybe a little bit more advantage of kind of some of the attacking positions after he ca- came on. Just what what sort of change in the dynamic of the team structure, I guess uh when with uh, his sub yeah I, I think again it's 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 really important uh in, in in the way we play that we always have a stretch underneath um or a stretch beyond the the, the back line and, and what that does is it opens up space for for the second striker um i don't think in the first you know the first half we did a really good job of threatening behind i think we got in once um with chicho and did a good job but we never uh we had too many guys coming back to the ball and and again when you have your front line always coming back to the ball. You make your field the 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 spaces in midfield difficult to play in. 
Um, so, and, and again, I go, I go back to Pablo because if, you know, he's been, he's been a catalyst in those balls, those penetrating balls, um, that, that, you know, switching, switching the point of attack balls and beyond, but everyone, you know, in the first half in particular was coming to feet. And, and so I think, you know, that's, that's, that's something to learn from and, and, and really, you know, it's, it's gotta be a part of our MO, um, especially in these kind of games away from home, we've got to be able to stretch the field better and put pressure on, on our opponents. Um, and tonight, um, you know, we didn't have that. Uh, before we get to Jesus, let's keep it here in the room with this you gentleman. Know, I'm just, I was just curious on just coming in here. I, I was in the press box dealing with all this humidity and heat. How was it for you guys being on the field dealing with this? Yeah, no, it was, it's, it's obviously a very difficult place to play. Uh, I think it's a, uh, you know, obviously an advantage uh, for, for Houston knowing from a psychological perspective what to expect playing in this type of heat and humidity. Um, it was obviously a tough game, and I think you saw in, in, in the overtime we, we we lost our legs a little bit. Um, but but again, I think a big part of the reason was we did too much running without the ball, and and, and when we found moments of transition, we couldn't we didn't make the extra. We 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 did, we it was almost like when in, in these kind of games when you're defending as much as we did. Um, in transition moments, you need movement for the next five seconds so that you can stretch the defense, so that you can make the field wider. Um, and, and I just felt like when we won the ball, we weren't good with it. And, and I think a lot of that has to do with, with the heat and the humidity, right? I, I think it was finally I can rest. But the truth is you have to work for five seconds after you win the ball in order to recover it. Because, again, the modern game, everyone's pressing turnovers, right? And so how do you create space and angles? when you win the ball and, and tonight, I think the humidity and the heat definitely affected our ability to do that. You guys, you guys were in the match the whole, it was the whole match. Did you talk about the extra going into extra time, make the record? Um, you know, I haven't seen it. Um, there's, there's all kinds of things going on. Again, I think, you know, their, their second goal, uh, I, I think we, you know, and we made a bunch of plays in, in the back line. So, you know, credit to those guys that that did a really good job of making it very difficult for for Houston to find some clear opportunities, whether it was blocks, whether it was throwing your body on the line. Um, but again, I think when 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 a team asks so many questions at, at some point, you know, it's going to be very difficult. And so I think that goal uh, at that time of the game, the second goal at that time of the game was very difficult for us. How do you go from this match? And then erase the board and start all over again and, and get the locker room to, to change. Well, yeah, I, I think, again, I think um, sport is like life. You know, you can have a, a, a bad day and you wake up tomorrow and, and you got an objective, right? Uh, we want to, now that we're out of this tournament, again, we, we're in a good position in the league, um, but we have to have a better, better performance than we did tonight, I, I think in particular with the ball. And so, you know, Again, I can't be more proud of the effort that the guys gave, um, but I just don't think we executed well enough. And so, uh, you know, we'll make some changes to the group, keep it fresh, um, and and go again. Uh, you know, you can sit here, you know, and, and feel sorry for yourself, but um, we have a, a big game at the weekend that we have to quickly dust ourselves off and, and attack the right way. And so um, that will be the focus for this group. Hey, Seuss. We'll go to you. 
gracias. Um, coach, una en español, antes de la expulsión, ¿qué considera que hubiese sido necesario pues, modificar? Porque creo que fue un punto bisagra para, para que el equipo pudiera tener quizá mayor vertica, vir, verticalidad. Eh, ¿Cree que por momentos tuvo el equipo la posibilidad de acercarse aún más? ¿Cómo lo vio? Sí, yo creo que tomamos... Eh... Yo creo que con el balón nos faltaba movimiento eh, cuando, cuando estamos construyendo de atrás. Eh, la opción siempre que buscamos fue el, 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 paso, el, el pase largo, que a veces ten, tenemos dos o tres opciones a, a, por, por abajo o en el, en el medio campo. Y yo creo que también en un partido tan competitivo, a veces los, los nervios, nervios se, se suman, ¿no? Y yo creo que. Eh, la, la mayoría de, 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 de la noche tomamos eh, la, el pase directo yo creo que eh, en cualquier sistema eh, hay que cumplir los pases hay que sumar pases hay que tranquilizar el partido con, con movimiento y yo creo que eh, porque yo creo que eh, defendimos demasiado y cuando ganamos balón nunca pudimos cumplir el próximo pase para sacar al equipo para adelante y, y crédito a, a Houston que jugaron bastante bien pero son, son aprendizajes que tenemos que eh, visitar y, y trabajar antes del próximo partido It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison Then all of a sudden they all kind of lined up They pointed their guns at me And this is the point where I thought I'm going to die today I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. My blood, what a yawn there, Lauren. What a way to bring it in. It's That's, gone 11 o'clock. That one's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> I'm boring you that much? Wow. We're, we are both a bit delusionally tired. Uh, Spence a bit a bit more than me, to be honest. I think he's uh, <laughs> lost, the, lost the plot over there a little, a little bit. Brian Vera. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, you don't need to know about what, though. Um, we, did, we did receive um, one message on Instagram. Troy Ovison, friend of the program, uh, he said, I'm not excusing Vera's red card, but I get it. Poorly managed by the ref. Just not good enough overall from RSL. Still a lot to play for for the rest of the season. I absolutely agree. RSL sitting in third place in the Western Conference in a great position. Um, lost three of their last four games in all competitions. Uh, excited to get back to league play and get back at America First Field. Get a little grudge match against Houston on Saturday and... Uh, Continue on. Yeah, it's all to play for. Um, obviously, uh, sat in third um, after LAFC's win uh, this evening, but uh, RSL looking to get onto forty points. Um, you know, a good crowd expected at America First Field, and you know, a little bit of revenge in mind for for the boys. Um, can't get too emotionally involved as they did in the closing stages of, of this game, but they need to right some of the wrongs uh, over the last couple of games because. They've been soundly beaten, you know, twice, you know, on, on the bounce now. Uh, but, you know, this team is still exciting. It's not all doom and gloom. It sucks tonight. 
Um, he sucked a couple of weeks ago, but um, yeah, again, ten games to go in the league, and uh, and hopefully we can make sure that we're well and truly in the fight for a Western Conference uh, final. And um, yeah, this team is awesome. It's it's there's so much fun, and and you know you kind of expect the ups and downs uh, throughout the season. It just sucks that the the downs came. When uh, you're in the latter stages of uh, of silverware and Champions League possibilities, the thing I realized while we were in the press conference with Pablo Mastroeni was that because Inter Miami won League's Cup, they got their bid into Concacaf Champions League already. So the winner of tonight's game between Houston and Real Salt Lake is automatically the recipient of the Open Cup spot in Champions League. You're making so, me feel better. So Houston, uh, congratulations on the Champions League spot, no matter what happens on September 27th. And uh, and see Houston on, uh, on Saturday out at America First Field. Join us for the game. If you haven't got tickets, uh, go, go grab some. Come out. It'll be a nice night. Houston sitting in sixth place. RSL as it stands in third with 37 points. Houston with 32. As I said earlier, RSL 4-4-4 four, four, and four on the uh, at home on the season. Not great, but they've been turning it around. On the road, Houston 1-8-3, but uh, after what transpired tonight, I'm sure both teams will be feeling extra motivated on Saturday. Excited certainly, about that one. Certainly. 7.30 kick, 6.30 pregame here on the RSL Radio Network with myself and Spence. Potentially, Jake. I don't think so, but maybe. For sure, the both of us. So, oh. Maybe even Tom. You never know. Yeah. yeah. Anybody. It'll be us two, for sure. <laughs> for sure, the two of us on Saturday. Thank you so much for tuning in. Have a great night. Thank you for listening. You're on the RSL Radio Network. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear-gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com Follow us on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else you listen.